0: Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 170. I am your host, comrade Shu and with me is... James Gillig. We are here this week to hit up a lot of... I guess you could say backlog stuff, but also some Edgerunner stuff. You know, uh, we got that new Netflix show, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, that we're going to talk about. And also, plenty of other shows and some games and maybe a movie we're going to see how it goes. Uh, but I've been trying to get through some stuff,
1: but, uh,
0: James, how are you doing? How is your week going?
1: I'm, eh, pretty good. Uh, I am kind of super proud of myself for a little while. One of my goals at the gym was like, I wanted to see if I could squat 300 pounds <laughs> and, uh, to be fair, the gym I use at work only has a Smith machine. So d- it's like different than just like a free weight bar. But for like a while, one of the things that I was like unsure of was like how much those bars weigh because it's like it's not a free bar and it feels like it's counterweighted, but it doesn't feel like zero pounds. Mm-hmm. I finally looked it up and it is like apparently 25 pounds. And yeah, I looked at like
0: 20 less than a regular bar.
1: Yeah, it's not that bad. But it's also like I had just put on like 275 pounds. So I was like, oh, shit, I just hit 300. whoa. So I had a personal goal at the gym. That was pretty cool. And uh, other than that, it's going to be very busy next week because a few people are out on either vacation or just like medical stuff. So
0: Uh, so you're entering super scientist
1: mode? Yeah, it's just like, I don't know how busy I'm or how much free time I'm going to have next week, which is annoying because I keep trying to find time to play like scary games. Like um, I keep wanting to play Resident Evil 7 in VR and... Just, like, after work, I haven't had the energy or time. Well, more energy to set up the VR headset and stuff like that. Just because I've heard it can be such a hassle. And mm. it's it's one of those things where, like, it's probably not that bad. But just the little bit of inconvenience that it might be is making me, like, choose other things. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Hades <laughs> on my computer. And uh, I actually final- I got through Scorn, which just released on Friday and i've been looking forward to uh, to it for a while it's a perfect halloween game because it's kind of spooky and weird and i'm super glad i got through that in just one weekend so i can move on to other stuff too it sounds nice. like i didn't enjoy it i did like it it's just like there are so many things to there take is. up my time that i'm just like i'm glad i actually finished one thing i feel it yeah i i'm uh
0: dude the weather recently has been killing me because it's like completely overcast here where uh, there's yeah. no sun but there's no rain and there's not even fog it's just like a a, a gray Dude, sadness like just i had in the to sky.
1: <laughs> i had to take the long way uh long way home a few times this last week just because like sometimes based on traffic it can actually take me less time to go all the way north uh north bay route and like down through the uh um golden gate bridge instead of doing the um east bay route and just like Mm -hmm. going there the bay bridge and there were like a couple days where the fog rolling over that hill was so thick that i was just like holy shit i can't see more than like 200 feet ahead of me this is scary as shit
0: damn yeah i know over yeah it's been um i only get like a a few reprieves when it's like go shopping for groceries and stuff or go to the gym where it's like out near the mission area and then i'm like oh my god sunlight this is great And come back here and i'm like oh shit okay but yeah, it's just gray over here yeah it's just hella gray uh otherwise dude i'm like finally blasting through my comics i've had like my current pull list has oh, I been keep like
1: forgetting i gotta read that uh, uh harley quinn the harley quinn thing before we talk about that for you got uh, time i haven't had a yeah. chance
0: to even look for people yet <laughs> oh no um <laughs> uh, but uh yeah do these so much but uh i was behind like a month and I've now closed in on two weeks behind. And I'm like so close. I've Honestly, a lot of today I was just reading. I'm like, I'm just going to read today. Just uh, no screens as much. And it's been a little bit nice. But I'm also still bulldozing through fucking One Piece. And I'm just like, okay. It's the spooky month where I want to watch spooky shows and play spooky games. And I'm just like, One Piece, One Piece must get through One Piece. <laughs> and it's so annoying to... F- find a balance with that it, it's crazy and it's all just if this movie wasn't coming out in early november i would not be here doing this yeah, i can't like, believe crazy. you're trying to
1: get through the entire show before yeah. that movie comes out that's insane
0: yeah i know uh otherwise like i wish i started it sooner i don't remember why i didn't but i'm just like uh that sh- i probably should have just come- honestly it's probably my friend's fault because i was i will say i originally was doing this with the clanmate that i played destiny with and we were just like watching it and like in chat on discord and we went so slowly that nothing ever happened and never reached out and i never wanted to bother them and stuff so i'm like oh my god and then i finally started watching it on my own and i'm like blasting through it now and i'm like oh my god i wish i didn't just like guys don't watch stuff with other people <laughs> don't do it it's not worth it just watch it on your own and you'll go like 20 times faster because then you don't have to worry about schedules and time zones and bullshit yeah. so yeah yeah uh otherwise yeah this episode we're gonna get through a lot of stuff and we only have one news piece that we're gonna go through very briefly and uh i guess with that said let's just get right into it james if you want to lead us
1: in on the uh ban news yeah so kind of caveat to this story at first or first off because so far as we just have like one side of the story and it feels like there has to be more to it because it makes no sense so the voice actress who voices Bayonetta, the protagonist of the Bayonetta games, uh, Helena Taylor went to Twitter the other day to claim that the reason why she didn't come back to voice Bayonetta in the third game, which I had totally missed that. That was even a thing that, because I I was like super excited for this game because I love the first two. And it's just like, it's always annoying when they have to recast a, a character, let alone the main character but she claims that to reprise her role platinum games and nintendo only offered her four thousand us dollars total for the entire game and you mentioned before we started recording that that is that leaves out a lot of details like how many lines was it actually how long would it have taken her to actually record that entire um like all the lines but it's just like Even still, it feels like that's not a lot of money to pay the lead actress, in a sense, for like a game. Even if it's just a voice acting role and she's not doing any mocap. It's just, that seems nuts to me. Especially since she started off her first video saying that like the the Bayonetta series, not including merchandise, has already made like $450 million. So it feels like they could probably afford to pay her a little bit more, but I don't know. But I do agree with you that like it feels like there's there should be way more that to this story that we're just like we don't know yet. So hopefully we hear more. Maybe she can work out a deal with platinum later on to do like a director's cut of the game or something like that where they just replace her voice. Uh the voice We got line. rid of
0: Jennifer Hale. Yeah not Vol. <laughs> well,
1: that's the thing is like they're also replacing her with jennifer hale which i'm sure she did like an amazing job uh voicing the game but they could literally maybe do what they did at peter dinklage's lines in destiny one where they just straight up re-recorded everything with uh troy baker was it nathan uh, nolan north oh it was nolan north right right right. yeah uh
0: i will just say too um i guess there's a recent thing really fast where in mob psychos i guess dubs version uh, some people were just getting paid 300 bucks. So that's insane. Like, yeah. That. And I feel like in an entire season of voice acting, all those episodes potentially versus a game where most of its combat, uh, not as much dialogue. Uh, I mean, uh, there were a bunch of on.
1: there were a bunch of cut uh, cutscenes and stuff like that. And Did it like, equals 12 episodes of a show. No, no, probably not. But yeah like going off of the first games like they're not super short they're not but they're not crazy long and so i still think it has to be at least like hundreds of lines for her to do, uh, to do but i don't i don't know anything about voice acting i don't know how long it takes to actually do that much work but it just it feels weird and i would like to know more about the story and maybe we'll come back to it later if we do hear more
0: but yeah and i guess in a short yeah. uh really fast without going to detail i just want a yes or no uh but uh the whole point of it was she went boycott bayonetta three are you gonna boycott bayonetta three <sighs> yes or no i don't need anything i want to
1: say yes for now okay
0: but all i'll we'll right. see uh moving on we were going to go into our future thing which is pretty much cyberpunk edge runners and yeah it was a it was a show and i will say before we talk about it I only watched this show. I've, I still haven't opened my PS4 copy of Cyberpunk 2077, which I will then get the free upgrade for PS5. But uh, yeah. I haven't I say touched I played it at like, all yet.
1: I want to say I played like four or five hours on PC. Not, I'm not very far. Okay. And like, I know because Basically out of the first chapter. Okay.
0: But uh, I guess getting right into it, uh, I watched it with some friends. Uh, we were like... I think we spent two different like we did watched it for like two saturdays and i think one of them played cyberpunk or one or two of them did and they were like oh my god this is that blah 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 and like they were like saying certain references to the game where they're like oh my god this is in this or the fact that now the anime content is also in the game where they threw in like david's mom's jacket and whatnot in there and i'm like oh that's cool i don't know what that is but sure I don't like I I'm I haven't played the game yet it's just to know these cosmetic, references I think. Yeah, I mean it's a, it, I feel like it's the same thing where we watched Arcane and I haven't touched League of Legends ever so I don't know shit about that universe so Yeah, for me if, it's
1: like oh I recognize some of these characters.
0: Yeah, I just so knew Jinx. It. That was it. That's all I knew. I was like, yeah, it's the crazy woman, right? That just like flies yeah. around and shit. I don't think um, I
1: don't know if any of the edge runner stuff was in the game before the anime, though. So I think like,
0: only the locations, maybe.
1: Oh, that's, okay, what, that's I mean. what you mean. No, yeah. that I that was definitely kind of cool for me, like because I have played a little and also bit of the Cyberpunk. gangs and whatnot. Yeah, the gangs I, I recognize, like the Maelstrom, uh, I think it was, like the dudes who are like super um, cyborged up. Um, mm-hmm. But there were like certain locations, like the afterlife, is like a major place in the game. The one of the bars they go to. And okay. also Moxie's, I think it was. So like it was kinda cool to see some things like that. And also like whenever Lucy was hacking stuff, like that's straight up the hacking minigame in the game. And like the cell phone ring is like literally straight from the game.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do they say so, chum
1: a lot in the game, I assume? Yeah. That's okay. that's one of the um, dialect things I guess from for cyberpunk times it was like a seven. more
0: it felt like a more annoying version than chicken legs and shiv from like dark knight returns were like yo you shiv yeah i shiv but it was like oh, and i'm just and like ah I stop always, saying
1: this please <laughs> i always took it as like a really weird version of saying like chum because it's like you would say it like you know f- friend or like buddy but yeah. it's like you could say it either is like yo hey chum or like aggressively like yo what's up chum i don't know, God, that sounded fucking weird but yeah a little bit just a little bit you know uh, uh, yeah no but it was like i did appreciate all the little touches that they had of just like making it this anime feel like it's actually in the same exact world as uh, cyberpunk 2077 it really does make me want to play more of the game it did it made everyone
0: like the whole thing was yeah apparently i'm not alone the, on that the the single player i guess the single player game then outweighed all the multiplayer games in terms of population of people playing it online or at least, I guess like playing it on steam and whatnot. So like, cause cyberpunk single player, obviously. And usually when you're looking on steam, majority of the games that are like having the biggest populations are multiplayer games. And after that anime came out, cyberpunk like blasted up past all of the multiplayer games in terms of player base concurrently. It actually,
1: Uh, I think one of the things I heard was it, had more concurrent players at one point than witcher 3 ever did that game is... was crazy popular especially yeah. after the uh netflix show came out
0: that is true but i i guess the difference here is i had already played the witcher uh, at yeah. a certain point and i didn't need to do it like after the the show necessarily Same. but um this i think was a little bit different because this is a whole new world more or less even though it's yeah. based off of a board game or whatever uh, yeah. Otherwise, fair. the you know the studio that did it was Trigger Animation, and Trigger did a fantastic job with the animation. I think the animation oh, was yeah. probably the strongest point of this show, where above the story, above everything else, the animation was just insane looking, and it was probably due to the fact that this team has to deal with the Cyberpunk universe. The Cyberpunk universe has insane colors, the vibrancy of it, just everything is bright. the most part and it just pops when you watch it and you're just like oh my god i can't believe how good this looks or when they're in the weird like when either they're going into the vr moon world or they're just chilling There were
1: some parts that were just beautiful like that moon scene was super cool and oh god at the very end too i was like almost crying
0: (laughs) yeah and otherwise like yeah it just looked good uh, the show itself, going through it, I think had a very strong start and it was doing good it, at a certain point. I want to say around, what was this episode? Like it was eight or 10 episodes, the show. I think it was 10. 10? I want to say around seven or so, it started losing mo- its momentum uh, for me at least. And it started kind of like grinding to a halt where you went from like, yeah, this is great to... Oh, this- all right. We're was just it was after really Main died? Yeah, I want to say it was after yeah. Main died. That's kind of when the show kind of dropped a little bit. There were
1: definitely like a couple sort of like in between episodes where there was like a time jump and um David became kind of like the leader of the cyberpunks. Yeah. it didn't feel like owners, a
0: time. It felt like a weird. depression jump, if anything. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm not saying like, you know, to make a show sad or something makes it bad. But it didn't feel as exciting. It just felt like, oh, everything feels just kind of whatever. Uh-huh. And we got here very quickly compared to, like, what was going on before where it was all a lot of buildup. And then after that, uh, they just said, buildup's done now. We're just kind of at the end point very quickly. That's uh, fair.
1: I thought it was really interesting how it got me really, like, into all the side characters and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that very much so. I, like... Every time someone died, I actually was just like, oh, holy shit, that person's dead. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, it was kind of crazy, especially because
0: it was the first one. I forget his name. The dude with the hands. Yeah, I, I forget. Yeah.
1: Like, he died, like, just so suddenly uh, when that cyber psycho just, like, blew his head off. And, like, when Maine started going uh, cyber psycho, I was, I literally was like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Because I, I like this guy. And he's, like, losing his mind. And just, like, the way he sacrifices himself to try to, like, save David and everything. Like, the way he's just, like, you, like you're like you good at running, kid, so keep running. And he just, like, you see him slow motion explode. Like, and and then, like, when Rebecca got crushed by Atom Smasher, I, I was just like, oh, man. She was awesome, though. So
0: Pilar was the dude that lost They're his skin. Right. I, I was trying to look up the names again no but yeah Pil- yeah because you don't feel like anyone's gonna die just yet and then piler just does when the dude's kind of losing his mind yeah. and just immediately just gets got and you're like oh oh shit and what was weirder was rebecca's like i was supposed to kill him and you're like wait aren't you guys siblings what were- what did yeah, they I couldn't they so- what their relationship
1: was i i got i i guessed brother sister yeah they were siblings yeah
0: uh but I was very curious as to what he did, that she was like, I'm going to be the one to kill him in the future. Oh, no, I think it
1: was just supposed to be like, oh, he's my brother. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. <laughs> like, I guess
0: that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, she lost her cool with it. Um, I mean, I guess the sad moment started when David's mom dies. Like, that was fucking Yeah, up. that was
1: horrifying. Well, not horrifying. Yeah. Just, like, so... Like, you knew it was coming, too. Though, that was the
0: worst part. Yeah. You, you knew it was going to happen, and when it does you're just like
1: fuck
0: and it doesn't even matter who killed her it was just kind of like yeah this is just the world we live in yeah pretty she, much it,
1: she wasn't even the target it was like the dude in the other car and like the i guess the gang members didn't want to wait for a clear shot they were just like fuck it this is the best we're gonna get to kill him. yeah even even the people in between and uh and then you, like the uh the medics show up and just like oh they don't have coverage so We're just gonna leave. Yeah, it it's one of those things where
0: you know I'm I'm excited to play Cyberpunk, and it's one of those worlds where I'm like, it's a world I'd never ever ever want to imagine or live in. At the same time, like I'm sure there's people that are like, oh my god, Cyberpunk, what a fucking cool world! I wish I could be there. And I'm like, bro, why would you ever want to be there? This like, it's like saying you want to live in the Blade Runner world. Why would you want to fucking live in Shitville? Yeah, like ever.
1: The little bit I've spent in uh, Night City, it is a horrifyingly depressing place.
0: Yeah, it it's like, it feels like, I mean, cyberpunk worlds really, really feel like ultra commercialized worlds where oh, consumerism yeah. is the death of humanity. Well, literally, um, like
1: the whole, like David's mom, like her whole thing she wanted for her son was like to get a corporate job because that's like literally, according to everyone, the only way to succeed without dying in uh night city is to get a nice a good corporate job where everyone's trying to backstab each other
0: yeah i mean it seems like they were shoes right more or less kind of just Kinda, the way everything yeah. turns out but you know that doesn't turn out its way and they do the whole crew and everything else but I, uh, i guess going through the crew how'd you feel about i guess not counting um pilar because he is very brief Tyler wasn't really there. I don't know.
1: It was kind of funny that, like, he won. He got, like, golden hands at one point. Uh, and I love how Rebecca shot them. And he's like, awesome, they're bulletproof. Oh, yeah. And, like. David, he, my man, what's up? And, <laughs> and she, he, like, like, points like, the gun at him when, he opens, when she opens oh, yeah. the door. <laughs> like, and how he would just, like, do jerk-off motions all the time with him. Yeah, like, he was he a was... very crude dude. And it's like. So even, like, the most side of side characters was, like an interesting character for me but like yeah we didn't get to learn much about him other than he's like really into his hands
0: i also find it funny actually really fast the one of his david's classmates is like the rich kid and he has implants where it's like oh the rich kid can bully the other kids not because he's rich but because well yes because he's rich but because he was able to afford fighting skills that could kick someone's ass he literally bought
1: like a kung fu chip (laughs) it's just like beat the shit out of david and i also love that he did a bunch of like show off moves first and and yes then he beat the shit out of him and then like later on when david or someone's fighting his dad for real he's just like got the same implants but he doesn't fuck around
0: yeah it's stupid uh it's great though and it it just shows you know they do a good job of showing like um I guess, like, teen immaturity and whatnot.
1: Yeah. I do love when David takes the Sandivistian and just, like, gets it implanted, which every time he gets an implant put in, it looks, like, horrifyingly painful.
0: Yeah. Well, no, the whole thing is other people, when they do implants, depending on how their care is or their money, they can afford to do, like, painkillers or all this other stuff to be knocked out. David can't afford any of that shit, so he has to do it that way.
1: Yeah. I assume. Yeah, it is something like you can get like I assume you can go to like a good hospital or whatever to get implants put in like safely or you could just go to like a back alley river dock and it might work out fine. Uh And I just love when he gets the Sandivistian put in and he goes to school <laughs> and he beats the shit out of the bully and he's just like, you broke my nose. What are you doing? Like we're on school property. He's like, I don't care. I'm never coming back here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's like, my mom's dead, and I don't care about her. Like, yeah. her, her dreams for me are dead with her, pretty much, which was kind of fucked up, but
1: yeah. Oh, God. When he started hallucinating at the end, when he was, like, going cyber-psycho, and he's, like, sees his mom saying, like, I want you to go to the top of the Arasaka Tower. He's like, I will, Mom. <laughs> he's like a monster mech thing. Yeah, God.
0: Uh, uh The other characters, though, like, uh, Kiwi was... Very interesting because at first i'm like yeah, oh yeah, she yeah. loves wearing masks then you find no, out like, oh she like her doesn't face. <laughs> her face is just fucked up because like i don't know if it was just some accident that occurred before but like you know everyone's pretty much more or less extremely mechanical
1: you yeah, know i think point. that's just like a personal choice is like some people choose to have their lower jaw removed because then you could just have whatever implanted there it's really weird like there are some people in Night City that go really far with, like, the body mods for, like, specific jobs.
0: Okay. But uh, otherwise, you know, she, she's honestly, her design is really cool. Because she looks like, a, how would I put it? A cross between a Mortal Kombat character and some assassin hacker, I guess you could oh, yeah. say. Like, just the vibes her
1: outfit well, she even puts. has, like, the scarf around her neck most of the time and stuff like that. Not that that's, yeah. like, specifically a ninja thing, but, like, kind of Naruto puts that thought into your head. But she was a cool, like, hacker type and everything
0: else and the whole thing in which she is the mentor to, uh, to Lucy. Uh, Lucy and stuff, which was interesting. But then her old betrayal for money and everything else. and then yeah, she I gets did not see that coming. Yeah, that, that was sad. But, you know, in the end she got got to everyone just gets got pretty much yeah. practically i did like that um, like
1: as she's dying she calls david and she's like i or she calls like rebecca she calls like one of the crew and she's like hey i'm dying i'm sorry i tried to fuck you over they got me i got them so the least i can do is to help you get lucy back and yeah that was it i think she called falco maybe that yeah that's who yeah. it was
0: which, speaking of Falco, I loved Falco being like a Western driver, a yeah. Western getaway driver. I wish we
1: got more of him, but he was basically just the driver.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad he didn't die. I was just like, yeah. oh, thank God. Because he, he just, the way he talked and everything else, I'm just like, oh, this dude's so cool. I hope he survives. But then the way everything is going, I'm like, oh, man. It's going to suck when Falco dies and he doesn't. And I'm like, oh, dude, Falco got away. Yo, oh, that's crazy. Someone actually didn't get
1: two fucked up. that got away.
0: Yeah, out of that whole fucking crew, which is insane. Uh, but I, like I said, Falco is cool. I like the aesthetic of him being like this Western chauffeur who's just a getaway driver. And he's just got a cool accent and whatnot. And then you got pretty much Dorio in Maine. And Dorio was cool uh, yeah was just he like died this. pretty soon
1: too we didn't get much of him dorio yeah dorio's woman wait she was, was the dorio?
0: she was the white woman that uh Maine i don't think Maine shot her someone shot her when main oh, was going sour i thought psycho. that was a
1: dude the whole time
0: no weird oh okay yeah he's, okay <laughs> yeah no Doryo. Nah, i
1: guess, uh did you did you watch it in japanese or english english oh i watched it in japanese the voice i guess in that's weird i guess in japanese it sounded more masculine than i expected i mean
0: luffy's voiced by like a majority of the main anime male characters are voiced by women so nah, <laughs> like yeah but yeah dory there was a woman uh dory and man were more or less a couple kind of um and it was cool because dory was just like this beast of woman a woman that just like she weird. she had the cool like Wait, the i thought
1: i thought main was with uh kiwi
0: No, I don't think so. Oh man, I got really confused then. Did you not? You watched the show, right? (laughs) I did.
1: I watched it in like two days.
0: Yeah, Doryo and Maine were like fucking around a lot. You notice
1: that? I guess not.
0: Weird. Yeah. Huh? Are you saying that because Kiwi was like naked on his couch at one point?
1: Yeah, I guess. You know, she
0: does that because she would have to go into the bathtub to do the hacker shit.
1: I know. I guess I just assumed that like she was comfortable with him being around because they were a couple but i don't know i, no, guess
0: they, they, I don't think any of them care because at that point they're just like fucking metal anyway who cares at that point no
1: nah, that's fair
0: yeah but uh yeah honestly cyberpunk just seems like a fucking orgy town practically honestly yeah
1: there's a lot of just like n- who gives a shit just fuck anyone yeah, i'm a fucking L- life, robot who cares yeah Dude. life is short just do whatever especially you want especially for you yeah just there's the literally a like there's literally a side quest you do like pretty early on in cyberpunk where you pick up a dude who's just like his implants dick is like malfunctioning. He's like, give me your, to a river dock, please stat. And I'm like, it's broken, sir. Yeah, no, literally. And I'm just like, why Why would you replace that, though? Like, I, I guess you could get something technically better. But like, really, though? I don't know. Yeah. it's a different world it definitely is so anyway dorio
0: and maine <laughs> the point being that yes they're a couple and or i think or they fuck i don't know and dorio is just cool like she's got the jacket yeah that's just a jacket and somehow never goes crazy because <laughs> like uh it, yeah it uh, like
1: just like the cool like literally emotionally cool person in the room yes
0: she's very much like keeping calm and never really getting emotionally compromised, especially once she notices that Maine is going cyber psycho. She's just like, all right, I got to see how I can keep this guy under control long enough for us to finish what we have to do. And, you know, at that point though, it gets her killed. And then, you know, Maine goes insane until he dies. Yeah. Yeah it was crazy too just how like it happens to Maine, and you're just like oh shit if this is like cyber dementia
1: yeah like she, uh, if
0: dementia made you fucking go insane and kill people
1: it literally seemed to just like make him dissociate where he was in his life and he kept like hallucinating being in a different place or like fighting someone else when he was like there was someone that he recognized in front of him like dorio or lucy which is why he not lucy um kiwi which is why he like punched her out and stuff like that like it it, that was super brutal how uh dorio died just like literally trying to give um main some of his meds and he just she just gets shot like right in front of him and like yeah Yeah. that's what makes him go like super psycho
0: but main otherwise before that was really cool like he's this guy that's understanding for the most part he he doesn't do charity but you feel he's somewhat charitable at the same time well you feel of. like
1: he cares for his people because he's just like everyone gets an even cut that's that's how i roll
0: yeah until yeah uh he maintains everything until the cyber kicks in mm. and you know you see him dealing with faraday who is voiced by fucking giancarlo luis esposito which is crazy oh
1: man oh maybe i should watch it in english that's man. why i watched it in
0: english i was like dude this this is very much like if you're playing cyberpunk in english you might as well watch it in english too especially if the voice cast is fine and the voice cast is good like it it felt very it felt very much what it was supposed to be in english i can't imagine it sounding right in japanese uh i I mean compared to everything like especially just because like they sound like perfectly the way they look it's insanely Mm -hmm. good um especially david david actually sounded really good and having faraday (laughs) was great uh with uh with uh, esposito voicing him and everything else but uh otherwise yeah uh main was cool until he was dead and then you're like oh well shit okay i guess that's it then and i I did like also the main was like feeling bad for david mainly because of what happened to his mom where he's like oh yeah his mom your mom used to do all that shit for us that's how she could afford to do certain things but it was still like
1: yeah when he finds out he's like wait you're glorious kid shit oh man that sucks
0: <laughs> yeah and god it sucks too that she does all this stuff and it still wasn't enough that, that she had to do the extra stuff on the side and yeah. that wasn't even like for any form of greed it was literally like i'm just trying to get my
1: son through school. yeah to like a good school yeah to, to get him ahead yeah it's crazy and, like, i was did Gloria really have any that...
0: implants she, it didn't look like she did really
1: she might have had like the chip things that everyone has in, in their neck but like other than that i don't know okay. i don't think so i wonder how people are born in this world like what the
0: i mean it's supposed like, it's, is it supposed <laughs> to be they're born regular like this is still yeah shit but then somehow you know? put chips into your like how does that start that whole like i'm gonna implant chips into your neck and then yeah from that there... i couldn't tell you i don't know that's if they... insane
1: talk yeah. about it at any point there might be Did- like a so, there's like a lot of um like things to read scattered around the environment like maybe some some of them talk about it but i I couldn't tell you okay
0: in the just real fast in the game do you ever see anyone that seems completely normal like fully natural
1: Nah, pretty much everyone has like oh uh, wait no actually there are specifically like a, a side quest thing involving monks that like their whole thing is just like body purity and like having no implants it's like literally part of their religion okay
0: interesting uh otherwise you know did you have anything else on main and uh dorio
1: no okay
0: the other character is being uh pretty much i think just really like i don't have anything on Faraday. Faraday was cool but he was like more of just a background antagonist for the yeah. most part uh
1: just another corpo trying to make like the most money you can
0: yeah and it really just being the other i guess main one being i almost want to save her for last but she's not the main character rebecca who i would say was by far my favorite character uh just because she was very fun
1: yeah yeah she's like constantly trying to sleep with david and pretty much everyone
0: yeah but she's you know she's this short girl who just is hella fun like she's just always like yo let's go party let's go do all this stuff and then like the next second she's like i'm going to kill everybody
1: (laughs) almost the definition of guns blazing
0: yes to where she literally is just running in and shooting and everything else but then she's so small that the others will literally just like grab her when they need to or like when uh when her brother dies like kiwi literally just knocks her out and incapacitates her because she has the power um which is also kind of freaky to know that someone could just like turn you off if they wanted yeah to.
1: that was so the character i started playing as in cyberpunk i tended to focus on building out my hacking skills and it is really cool to be and that was another thing they pointed out or that they borrowed from the game is like specific hacks like uh being able to disable everyone's weapons in an area like that's the one i like to do a lot because that's all like disable someone's gun and just like run at them because i'm like you can't do shit now <laughs> oh my god yeah that's
0: crazy but you know she was really fun uh the whole thing being i guess like all she had was her brother more or less and then once he died she was like well shit but i'm you know the crew is what's important after that and then uh she starts getting into david at a certain point but pretty much once the time jump happens she's always just like come on please like (laughs) please and it's funny because like i think she talks to kiwi about it and kiwi's like you know you're not the right You know, you're lacking what everything Lucy has, I guess, more or less. And at that point, you know, Lucy's not even really there. She's just, like, at home every day. But uh, Rebecca's just, like, I don't know what to do to the point where, you know, it gets her very much, like, in danger. Because she's willing to risk everything for David any time, even if there's nothing on the other side for her. To the point where, you know, they rescue Lucy as she does for david and on the way out you know what's his face adam smasher just shows up and literally crushes her she's
1: like stomps her like that was so sudden that i was like oh fuck that that, sucks
0: that was i was so just like man this show sucks now when that happened like the minute it happened i was honestly like yeah i don't really care
1: (laughs) anymore chris was very not happy about that He, he wanted her
0: to survive it's funny too because when you look on a lot of people like she's everyone's favorite which is like it's just that it's just the personality it's just how gun-toting funny they
1: are and stuff but it's like something about someone having like such a small physical presence but being so like loud is very fun
0: yes yes very much so and yeah she just gets got and it sucks and honestly like i i straight up when we watched it a bunch like half of us were just like yeah i'm fine with the show ending now nah. like i don't really care as much anymore
1: <laughs> have they said if they're gonna do a season two or... i don't
0: know I'm, I'm honestly i'm not gonna i am unless it's like out there visibly i'm probably not gonna look at it because it's not something i'd be i don't really care for a season two especially nah. the way it ends like I, i'm
1: i'm good with the way it ended honestly I, I think it'd be cool if they continued it with like different characters oh if they just... do other
0: characters yeah that'd be i guess interesting they just yeah. like they did the whole watch out for cyber psycho story like they can't do cyber psycho shit again probably I no. you know it'd be kind of boring if they keep doing that every time because then you could just see you see the depression already happening a mile away but yeah. uh lucy uh is a very interesting character you know she is part yeah. of a she was more or less a weapon
1: yeah and I, then escaped i, I did know not like, they must talk about this in the game somewhere. But, like, I found it really interesting that some, like, c- uh, cyber hacker basically crashed almost all of the original internet just f- for fun, I guess. And, yeah, so Lucy was one of a bunch of kids that Arasaka trained to be, like, the best net runners you can be to try to just, like scour what's left of the old internet for useful bits of data and it was like literally killing everyone and so she like the it's i don't know It was interesting that she had that backstory and then she was able to get away and just like still has all that cyber hacking skill like i don't know i thought she was a really cool character
0: definitely and the whole thing with her being like Having the goal of going to the moon, which was interesting, especially in a world that just seems so fucked up. And you're like, oh, the moon's probably gonna be really nice. And you get there and it just seems like a weird like, it feels like I'm going to a national. Yeah, I'm like, is this like a it feels like I'm going to a national park that's heavily commercialized,
1: if that makes sense. It just now occurred to me that like her whole life, she's basically was just like running from Arasaka, like as far as she could get. And it makes sense that literally that's probably why she wanted to go to the moon because that's literally as far away as you could get from yeah actually that
0: is very true it's not like blade runner where it's like yeah we went to a mining colony and i came back and i'm a robot and i said fuck y'all yeah but uh howard what a great guy um but her whole thing of being like you you know you see her as a thief and then as the pretty much hacker or one of the hackers for the group to uh yeah doing all her net running online and everything else which was very crazy uh, and then once like you have Maine dying she very much just gets into a, a melancholy state where she just well she
1: focuses on hunting down anyone who might know anything about David and the cyber skeleton cuz yeah she knew if David ever put that cyber skeleton on like uh, Arasaka wanted it would basically kill him eventually so yeah. It was very interesting to see her just, like, destroying people left and right and just basically being, like, the boogeyman. And you're just like, why is she doing this? And, it's like, it and then David, come just,
0: home, David comes David. home and she just looks tired. And yeah. Just like, oh, what's going on? I mean, the way it feels like, too, is it just looks like someone's just depressed and doesn't want to do anything anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, it's insane what she's been doing in the back end the whole fucking time.
1: Because like, he, really cool. he literally is like, hey you you think about maybe coming back and doing some work for us because you know we'd love to have you back and she's like no i'm just not ready yet and the reality is like no i need all my time to protect you which is
0: insane like just how that's going on and you know you see david and i'm not sure how long that time jump is but i can't remember because i know like i want to
1: say at least a few years because it's been a few years i don't know like Yeah, it's really hard to tell because he did seem to get like literally taller and way more jacked, but he also got a lot more implants. He paid for those. Yeah, it's like
0: this is a world where there's no you don't feel like there's hard work in terms of like the progress you make.
1: Well, that was why I was kind of confused when the uh, main has Lucy put him on a physical exercise regimen because she's basically they try to say that the more healthy your like organic parts are the better off you'll be able to handle like your main augment the sandavistian uh and then maybe whatever else you want to get later on and but yeah it's like at a certain point when you replace like 80 percent of your body with metal parts like how much physical exercise do you really need anymore like does that really help like he replaced his lungs at one point yeah that was
0: horrifying i god i just Ugh, fuck fuck that world um i can't wait to play it but I, I fuck that world uh yeah so that was crazy otherwise i don't know is there anything else you got on lucy
1: no just cool net runner
0: yeah david himself you know tragic everything that happens with his mom he grew up in shit town
1: he's basically constantly the losing shit everything he cares about
0: yeah he grew up in the shittier the shittier town within the bigger shit town it's like everything shit but that one was covered a little bit more shit than the other parts
1: yeah like uh, his way to get to school every morning was to jump off of his uh stairs into a pile of trash because the rest of the stairs were covered in like a wall of trash
0: yes and then you just see like right outside his house is just like dying people practically yeah more or less or just bums and whatnot or homeless people i'm not too sure whatever they were uh because who knows what i don't even know
1: it's also kind of sad like when his mom died and they show his like routine for a little while and he's like he just becomes part of the city for a bit just like all those other people that were just sitting around
0: yeah yeah and you know he feels i guess alive doing stuff with the crew until Maine goes like nutto and uh you get the jump of time and yeah he looks like a fucking buff big dude He's like yeah i'm the new main more or less and it's like yeah oh, i yeah. don't know
1: how you possibly modify one of main's arms to fit even the more jacked version of uh david like that arm should not have fit at all it should have been like um like hellboy's fist
0: <laughs> but what was more insane was the fact that you know he's pushing himself that much that hit the uh cyber psycho Hits much, 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 much sooner than Maine does. Like, David probably yeah. has a record time of, like, that shit hitting in within him. Even though he has a very... He has a very, very, very strong will. That he's, like, able to maintain everything for however long he did. But it's just, like, so fucked up where it's just like, yeah, you know, you're gonna turn into a fucking nutcase soon. And go in completely insane. Yeah. And kill everything around you, potentially. But... Uh, I think it's even crazier the fact that all these dudes do all this stuff where they're like, yeah, I basically have like a five year lifespan because I'm going to do all this crazy stuff to my body and it's going to screw me over in like not that long.
1: Yeah, that's the thing I don't understand about the cyberpunk world is that like everyone knows that there's this underlying danger of like if you modify yourself too far you might start to dissociate like your mind from your body and that's when cyber psychosis starts to like set in so why anyone even does all those implants if the chance if like the trade-off is you might go literally insane why
0: yeah i think like it's the same thing i mean at certain points sometimes like drugs and shit and enhancements will do that too where you're just like yeah but i need to do it for some whatever purpose they have to do it for so i guess you could see that in the same style if anything um but otherwise yeah it's like ultimately his undoing but he becomes like insane when he gets the cyber skeleton and everything else uh becomes like literally a war machine where yeah, he's
1: basically like a torso inside yeah i'm like man. bro
0: you're dude when he did that my first thought i was like bro your dick's got you left your dick behind where's your dick at <laughs> like i did that love was horrifying.
1: that like he basically had magnet arms and he was just like pulling everyone's guns into his hands and then he just has like gun fingers
0: yeah god i mean more or less like that skeleton was like he turned into a monster i mean even like when they saw him like that they're just like yep yeah yeah, that's pretty he basically was
1: like i know i'm already going cyber psycho the last thing i can do with my life that might be worthwhile is saving lucy so i'm just gonna go a hundred percent with this and i know it's gonna kill me i'm dying anyway so let's just do it yeah. and now i got like i can fly and i've got gravity crushing powers
0: yeah you got to have a, a hyper rush for like a good 2 minutes and then even then it's crazy you know adam smasher just like or not adam Smasher. is was it that and it was no
1: yeah the uh, the 100% cyborg dude that's adam smasher okay which i know is really confusing cuz there's a dc character who's literally named adam smasher yeah it really that's going right. to be in, uh, he's adam. gonna be in black adam
0: yeah he's a, a justice society character he's um he's also in the justice league unlimited cartoon as well mm. um if you ever notice there's a giant guy there that's that is adam smasher but uh yeah it was insane seeing that and i've heard i haven't played it yet but you know everyone's like oh my god now i gotta go everyone's like after pl- after watching cyberpunk Edgerunners, like i gotta go play cyberpunk and fucking kill adam smasher because apparently he's in it yeah, from boss. what I've heard,
1: he's, like, not a very uh, satisfying boss. Like, they play him up a lot, and he ends up being, like, not that crazy. Mm. Especially not compared to, like, Adam Smasher in the anime, where he's just, like, David is just laying waste to, like, hundreds of dudes, and Adam Smasher's like, you're weak. You're nothing.
0: So, like, kind of like General Grievous, when, yeah. like, you have him in the micro series, and he's killing Jedi left and right, and then Mace Windu's, like... Kr and he's just like oh fuck and then you see him in revenge of the sith in the movie and he's just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the whole fucking time it's great um it's funny too because majority of the people that watch that movie never saw that cartoon and they're just like why is this dude coughing all the time and it's like dude mace windu just fucking yeah, force crushed him like literally assumed... crushed him with his hand from a distance
1: yeah i just assumed that that cough was just part of whatever accident made him have to have a mostly mechanical body because he didn't used to always look like that.
0: No, yeah. It's it's really funny because you have him in that show and he's a complete badass. Then you put him in the movie and he's just a dude that dies because he's just yeah. literally, he, his lungs were crushed. And then in the longer form Clone Wars cartoon, uh, he's literally just a fucking Cobra villain who's just like, next time, Joe. And yeah. he never, he's just kind of whatever. Like he's definitely not as good as he was in the micro series. Sorry Dave have but He's just like 20 times not as cool uh and yeah anyway uh adam smasher uh, it'll be interesting to fight him in the show i mean yeah. in, in the game otherwise uh yeah david was cool i think i think the story itself was fine it was just kind of like an adventure um i think it was really honestly just the animation itself that was just really sublime yeah and strengthened the show and that's why everyone was just like this fucking show. But um, in terms of its quality, I don't think it's, like, the best video game adaptation. I don't think it's close either. Um, Especially knowing that we have Arcane. Like, Arcane is still, like, top tier. Whereas this, I think, is great to an extent. But I'd still say it's just kind of good more than anything. And it's just the animation that's amazing more than anything.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, it definitely wasn't very heavy on plot, but I did really appreciate the art style. And, like, we literally just talked about, like, we liked all the characters individually. So. Yeah.
0: I guess you could say it does a great job to the point where I think it's just I don't like the fact that I'm, like, in- extremely depressed after it. Like, it's nah, not even, like... that's fair. All the characters you feel to you feel a certain extent of sadness for. I think I feel bad for David more so because everything... If it was just David without his mom, I wouldn't have felt as bad. But specifically because of everything his mom did, and that's how he ends everything, is why everything feels like shit. And then Rebecca just dying like that also felt like shit. And then uh, otherwise, like, you kind of get more annoyed. I think looking back now, I think I got more annoyed at Main and David just for, like, literally choosing to kill themselves because they could. And I'm like, all right, well, you literally know what's going to happen if you do this, but you did it anyway, so it's your own fault more or less so
1: yeah i mean that's like kind of like a an ongoing thing in the cyberpunk game is that like basically no one dies a happy death in in night city it's like that's how you become a legend of the city is you basically like live long enough to have like a cool end and that's it yeah which is again very depressing
0: yeah extremely so i'm like i'm god if this game also is depressing i'm gonna be like i need to go back to the witcher so i can have a happy time yeah (laughs) but just be sad that it's over more than anything because that that was the melancholy feeling finishing witcher witcher 3 was one of those few games where i finished it and i'm like but what happens next Mm. (laughs) uh but all right uh anything else with edgeners
1: no i think we covered it pretty good
0: okay cool Uh, But, okay, now more into backlog stuff, and depending on what you want to talk about, we can definitely go in between things. Uh, I do want to get one thing out of the way, really, like, just to start off and everything else, but um, way back when, I don't even know when I did this. Oh, yeah, this is also at the end of June. Jesus Christ. Uh, Mayans Season 4. So, you know, I've talked about this before. I don't think I talked about Sons of Anarchy on here, but I have talked about, like, more or less all four seasons of Mayans on here, I think at different points. And uh, the first two seasons, or first three seasons really being really good. Like they did a great job. And the fourth season here is still really good. It just gets fucking dark. Like it, it changes abruptly in terms of, not abruptly, but you feel a, a great darkness come over the show where it's even sense of anarchy in its darkest moments were lighter than this, I think more or less, but interesting. Um, this, because this is a such dark season because it has everything from child murder to the betrayal, uh, killing of just innocent people and Jesus. stuff. And it, it, an interesting self storytelling and character expansion. You start off with really just, uh, the Reyes brothers and the, I guess looking at all four seasons, they do a really good job. Uh, I think the greatest strength of this show is it will start off very small in terms of storytelling with the characters. Like, the first season, it's just the Brace brothers. Like, Easy and Angel. Easy's the main character of the show and everything else, but it's really just about them. And you're getting their perspectives and everything else. The other characters are just kind of there doing their thing, but you, you know all their names, you know they like... You, you're noticing tendencies of them and whatnot and traits of their characters, but you're not following them. You're really just following these two. And... uh. By the time, like, each season starts a new season, like, each new season comes, uh, it extends to more of the uh, the members of the crew and starts telling more of their stories, too. And you're starting to get multi perspectives. So now it's just not easy and, uh, Angel. And now you're getting more people. Like, in season one, it's just Race Bros. In season two, you get, uh, Mama Galindo or Mrs. Galindo, Mrs. Galindo, who is not, I don't want to say an antagonist, but she's someone that's like, a very big truth behind the like tragedy of the Reyes, the Reyes family. Uh, Cause like the whole thing is their mom is dead and there's some shit that goes down and it, it like it pretty much is the reason why everything in the show is happening, but it's like her and Adelita um, who is uh, this more or less someone that not a cartel leader, but she is like almost like a Mexican rebel who still smuggles drugs and stuff but has like a child army more or less like she has uh children that work for her and other stuff and they actually try to go to war with the cartel and stuff it's very interesting
1: how young children
0: like kids um like they don't really fight fight but like they work for her and do shit uh there are adults that fight and everything else it's like a weird mix but she takes in orphans and stuff like she gives them homes Mm. like she she's Mm. like you can live with us but you have to you know do whatever um it's it when you watch it, you're like, oh, okay. You don't really think too much about it being horrible because you're like, well, where else are they gonna go and everything else? But season three, you start getting other characters like Bishop, who's the uh, MC leader of that specific chapter, uh, Coco, Taz, and Hank, uh, who are these other characters. Taz being uh, a like second in command, but also a closeted uh, gay guy who his own personal vendetta with a dude who killed like his. The man he loved turns like a whole thing that fucks over the club a couple times but he keeps it a secret to the point where he kills one of their own members oh, uh man. yeah who's in like the hospital he's like on support and he's just like sorry you gotta die so we could go to war with these people so because the whole thing oh. was like if he stays alive then it won't the rules say like they don't have to go to war with the club another group of people but because if he dies then they're like well they're the ones that did it we Damn, have to go kill them cold. all now yeah um and season four introduces like a uh, gillian creeper more so which uh creeper is like this dude that always just looks hella weird uh he's got like just bald head tattoos everywhere and you find out like he's inside kind of a softy and he kind of gets screwed over because uh this woman he starts dating from like an a meeting turns out to be an undercover cop and everything else and you're just like oh no she's trying to get through the use him to get to the mc the mc and whatnot it's actually kind of crazy but um yeah, more or less, and uh, pretty much like what happens here is easy. He starts off in this show as a, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, crap. What was their names? Um, I can't remember. I can't believe I can't remember the uh the name. But it, they're like interns, more or less. Uh oh, prospect. Oh, uh, I was going to pledge or something like that. Yeah, uh, they're a prospect and um I was like into he's like an intern, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the I want to say the second and third season he's like a full-fledged member uh, at a certain point and then this one he gets very very ambitious, like very dark and ambitious where it's like his descent into villainy where uh each each action he takes furthers him down a dark path to where it's like no going back pretty much like he in the last season does some questionable shit where he's like you know uh there's three leaders of our motorcycle club and we should really just have one leader they're called like the three kings and he tells like bishop like you should be the king and uh because there's so much issue there the other two kings are like pushing them because their club specifically their chapter specifically is the one that like connects with the border so they're like the pipeline for the drugs that come in from mexico and a lot of shit's been happening so they all blame them for like everything getting fucked up and to the point where like uh they're almost gonna squeeze them to death uh being like you need to bring all this shit up and that means you guys aren't gonna get that much out of it but you need to make sure the rest of us don't get fucked over either uh and easy's like you can be the one king but that means we have to take out the other two kings and it starts a whole fucking civil war basically within the club and at first you're like oh no, that's not too the worst thing but at a certain point to try to kill one of the leaders easy actually like bombs a, a workshop that has him in it along with some of his guys but also his kid is in there too oh, and shit. he still does it and you're just like oh fuck and apparently i think the kid survived but it was just like, dude, what the fuck? And this season, it's just him, like... Because uh, he was going to leave it all for his girlfriend, who is trying to become a nurse. And his dad is like... Easy has, like, a real big darkness in him, like I do. You need to leave. Leave him behind. He'll come with you and go with you. He'll put all this behind him. But hit that darkness will still probably be within him. And it's not good for you. You should leave. And she does it. And so once he feels cut off, he's just like... Yo... Fuck it. I'm going to go all the way in. And he goes everything from like, like they almost all die. Like the the other clubs basically group up on them, kill the other, some of the guys that tried to side with them. And then uh, are just like, yeah, we're going to execute all of you. Like they end up pretty much capturing them all until like the old original president of the club comes back. And it's just like, y'all are listening to me again. Fuck you guys. And there's no more three Kings cause I'm in charge. And uh, it saves them a bit until like Easy plans the assassinate like he pretty much they go and assault a group. What, the remaining other leader that like led that assault in them, he shoots him. He's just like cool, we did it, and he's like yep, and then he just shoots him in the head, and you're like blah, blah, oh my god. <laughs> and other things happen to the point where he kills his own girlfriend or ex girlfriend at that point because she's he him and Angel accidentally go to like they go to this hospital where they have to like take out someone or do something and it's the hospital where how
1: many people they kill in hospitals
0: not often this is like the one point but like Uh. they're doing something in the hospital and they're getting chased by like a security guy and angel pretty much kills him and uh a nurse tries to help and you see and it's like his ex-girlfriend from the previous two seasons and you're like oh my god and they take her because she knows who they are and she's like easy you're
1: finds her again
0: yeah because they she had just happened to work at the hospital that they were in doing shit in uh trying to kill some guy and uh she's like angel killed that security guard and he's like he should you know you know he's my brother and she's like yeah that man had a whole family i knew him he was a really good guy like he wasn't a bad guy he was just a security guard for this hospital and your brother killed him in cold blood like he needs to answer for it Damn. and so she's like please you're a good guy i know you're not a bad person and so he's like well i gotta save my brother so he just shoots her and even angel's like what the fuck did you do you know i we both know who that was like wh- what's wrong with you but over time easy does all this shit to where he orchestrates like the club's president uh he he his own downfall gets orchestrated because easy votes him out being like, you know, you're not doing the what's best for us and all this shit. So you're out too. And then easy goes like, make me the president. And you think the whole time, like uh Bishop who was before, you know, the club president, the, that chapter's is president. Uh, he's like, Oh cool. Easy's going to make me the club president. Easy's like, I'm president now. And you're just like, Oh shit. And he's like, anyone got a problem with that? And it's just like, oh, okay. To the point where he even like threatens his own brother at a certain point. And you're just like, what happened? You were literally the nicest guy and now you were literally the evilest person Jesus. in this show. And it's insane. But um, other characters like Galindo who's like this cartel leader uh, he, could, he was like pretty much the villain before and now he's just at a church uh, with his I think aunt or something. And uh, he feels like he's been, become pious and not a bad dude anymore. And then he just like goes back and is like, "Hey, I'm back. Uh I'm going to work with uh the car- the other cartel that ran me out. Uh it's it's ran by like this brother or sister and the brother's a piece of shit. So, Galindo works with the sister, kills the brother and is like, "I'm going to we're going to work together and now our cartel is going to be the ultimate cartel and shit" to the point where his wife who is also Easy's like childhood sweetheart or pretty much like high, high school college sweetheart is, like, uh, in hiding from her husband with her sister and her child because he tried to kill her at one point because he got really paranoid because of who killed his mom. And uh, he finds her again. And he's like, hey, I have our son. Time to come back home. And she's like, what the fuck did you do? And he's like, you know, I have her son. It's like, wait, my sister was watching our son. Where's my sister? And he's like, she got in the way. And you're just like... <gasps> You were just at a church this whole time, like, learning to be a better person, and that's what you do when you come back? (laughs) I'm just like, what the... Yeah. So, all that shit happens. Damn. Uh, Yeah, it gets really fucking dark this season. Yeah, that show sounds
1: incredibly dark.
0: It's funny, because it's like... Wait, wait, this
1: is all in one season?
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Well, for this part, yeah. Because there's... The other seasons don't have this specific thing of, like, all this shit happening. Like, like, easy blowing up a workshop was in the last season and stuff, but... um, Uh, season five when they finally do that it's gonna have a little more to solve because it's like the cartel hand change the they the whole thing was like there was a heroin supply and uh, it was gonna go to the mines and stuff and someone burns the heroin there was a giant like pyramid of heroin more or less it was a giant wall but it felt like a giant pyramid someone burns it all so it's gone it's all gone and you think one of the mines did it maybe it's easy's brother angel because of all the shit's doing he's like i need to save this dude from himself i'm gonna burn all the fucking heroin um and uh, pretty much Adelita's being forced to, it, it's all this shit, but basically like, uh, Easy being the head and the Sons of Anarchy are pretty much gonna go to war, uh, I think. Or one of the main, there's a dude, the Sons of Anarchy, the guys from the original show, their club finds out that like the mines had killed one of their guys uh, a long time ago. And they're like, oh, we're, the war is gonna be back on and one of the i forget which dude but one guy's brother is pretty much like they call him the reaper and he's like i'm going to war with the mayans i'm gonna kill them all and he like starts off straight up by like burning three of them alive uh in this one and one of them is actually a cool guy that is like you know we got to unite again we can't have all this infighting and stuff because he's like you know the aztecs used to be the most powerful people and they started warring amongst themselves but then the spanish came and what's going to happen when our Spanish come? Like, we got to unite. He's one of the dudes that gets just fucking burned alive. And you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. But um, it's weird because it started off with justice and attempting to survive the darkness uh, and everything else. But now it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's becoming full dark. And you can only assume that there's going to be like a certain point where it's going to turn from like really bad fucking shit to some point of redemption where everyone whoever has been going down the dark paths especially easy are gonna have some form of redemption arc but the way it's going right now i feel like i don't know because sons of anarchy lasted a good amount of time like seven or eight seasons i think this one could probably or it should probably just go for five or six seasons so like one or two more uh and then it could probably just kind of stop just so it doesn't get too big for Its britches, but it's right. going, it's so far maintained its course of like quality, but it doesn't like the way it's going. It you feel like there's an end point coming at a certain point, so
1: yeah, all
0: right. Um, did you want to hit something up,
1: or uh, yeah, I could talk about Scorn real quick just because I, I just finished that earlier today, uh, and it just came out on Friday and. Mm. Like I've been looking forward to this game for a while. Like literally, this was one of the games that made me buy an Xbox Series X because I thought it would come out sooner, and I was not. Oh, I playing. guess. Yeah, and in in the meantime, I built myself a gaming PC, so I just played it on that. So at this point, I'm really regretting just <laughs> buying a Series X because I could have waited a little bit longer and saved myself some money. But I mean, I still use my Series X from time to time. But uh, how Happens time to time? Like I'll play Destiny on it with Chris. That's basically it. And like, oh man, yeah. So if Destiny became crossplay, wait, isn't Destiny- it is though? And he just doesn't want to play it on PC. Which, like, granted, we could still play it that way. It's just like it's not this smooth, as smooth as just being on Xbox together. But anyway, so I very much appreciated that Scorn is only like five or six hours, depending on how quickly it takes you to get through the puzzles and stuff. So it doesn't overstay its welcome. I was pulled into this game mostly because the art style is very unique. It's based off of like HR gear and I, yeah. I'm forgetting the name of the artist, but it was the same, I think Polish artist that the medium uh, based its art style off of. So very bleak, very like mix of organic and machine stuff all over the place. Like if anyone listening to this has ever watched alien, like the scenes in early on in the movie, when they're walking through the space jockey ship and the hallways look like they're made of like rib cages and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a machine, but it might've been grown into the shape it is. There's a horrifying. lot. Of, yeah. It's like very creepy, very alien feeling and looking. And that is basically the entire selling point of scorn, at least for me. Like there. It's a first-person game. Like, there is some shooting elements, but that's, like, really not the focus. And it's, like, honestly, most of the time, it's more frustrating to fight things than it is, like, to feel, like, good feeling or whatever. Like... I mean, is it
0: meant to... Is it supposed to be that you're not supposed to fight at things? It's definitely supposed to
1: be, like, a challenge to kill things. Like, you're not supposed to be, like, super, like, capable of defending yourself and stuff like that. Like... And it's just most of, the, most of what this game did for me was in its atmosphere. Like, it was very creepy, very unsettling. There's not much of a soundtrack. It's just, like, ambient tones and stuff. But, it like, it really sets the mood. And just there's a lot of interesting imagery in this game. Like, I I don't even know if there's much spoilery to it. Because it's, like, the, nothing is, is... Is there really even a story? Not really. Like, it's all just you get a sense of what happened to this world, but nothing is explicitly spelled out to you. There are no like collectibles that I was able to find. There are no like voice logs. There is no dialogue. It's just, it's just you running around, putting shit in your body and being like, Oh fuck it. Yeah. Disgusting. Like there's a lot of weird shit, like having to graft things onto your body. Like the key to you, that you use to get through a bunch of like, uh, or to interface with a bunch of um, pedestals and stuff is just like this weird thing that just gets bolted onto the back of your hand. Um, Your key card, for lack of a better word, that you use to get through different level doors throughout the game is like, it looks like a weird fleshy thing. And like, so it's interesting that all the technology seems to be part organic. Like your guns are, look like living things. And it's very interesting and unique. And, like, it's very intentionally slow. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to manually uh, reload. Well, I mean, you don't have to, like, hit the reload button for every single bullet that you do. But it's just, like, it's a very slow reload animations and stuff like that. And there's a lot of interesting shit. Like, you seem to start the game as a different character than you end it with. And, like, the first one I thought died. But... Then, like, you come back as, like, another weird husk thing. And you just, like, find your way back to the same area that, like, your previous body was in. And I didn't, like, notice this at first. But when you get back to that area, there's this weird, like, reptilian-looking thing crawling on the walls. And, like, you kind of chase it around. And I noticed that, like... <laughs> catch, catch closer, closer time. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I, I noticed that the gun thing that your first character had before he seemed to like die in in, like an accident like that seemed to be attached to the tail of the lizard and i didn't think much of it other than like oh that thing like stole the the weapon or whatever from the body but now i'm pretty sure that that thing might just be like what the stuff that killed your first character might have not killed it but like mutated it into this weird parasitic life form thing oh my because it like it latches on to your second character and then throughout the entire rest of the game is just like slowly merging with you more. And like every once in a while, it just will just do damage to you when you get to like a certain point in each level. And it literally looks like it's ripped, trying to rip your guts out for whatever reason. And I'm, the whole time I'm just like, what is with this thing on my back? Like, cause it, it also holds your inventory. <laughs> So I was just like... What the fuck? Yeah, like, literally, like, it, like its arms seem to be simultaneously holding onto you and, like, gripping you painfully tight and, like, also Mm -hmm. occasionally trying to rip pieces out of you. But then also when you hit the inventory button, it'll just, like, hold up its arms and hold, like, a couple of things for you. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Is this thing trying to, like, eat me or is it helping me? Like... And that was one of the things that annoyed me was I was not a fan of just like randomly losing health throughout the game when your resources are very limited. So there were times in the game where I was like really running low on health and I was just like, please, I hope this lizard thing doesn't deal damage to me now because like it'd be really annoying to just get like stuck because I just don't have enough health. And thankfully that never happened. But there's just some weird puzzles in this game involving like weird, gory shit. Like one of the things I shit you not, the best way I can describe it is like a baby juicer. Where you just put a baby looking corpse thing into a cylinder and it just squishes all the blood out of it into a vial that you use somewhere else. And I'm just like this shit's fucking weird, dude. So if you're so not it, it, then pretty much it's just like body horror But yeah, it's like So it's not really like that. you're
0: just like, I'm scared. It's more like just like I just feel kind of uncomfortable and disturbed.
1: There's no, like, jump scares in the game. I mean, there's, like, maybe the one when the lizard, like, comes out of nowhere and, like, attaches itself to you. But, like, there's... It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yeah. So, (laughs) it's it's more just, like, gross and unsettling than it is scary. So, if you're not into watching or looking at, like, weird, creepy shit for, like, five, maybe six hours, like then this game is not going to be for you. But I personally, I really liked it. It, gave me, it gives me a lot to think about because there's like some shit towards the end that was like, makes me want to know more about like whatever this civilization was. Because like the best way I can describe the last level of the game is basically like Sex City. Because there, there were just like really erotic like statues all over the city of just like, male female pairs in literally just the best way I could describe it is erotic positions and I'm just like yo whoever built this city was like really pro-sex <laughs> like and now look what happened yeah and it's just like that's the thing <laughs> it's on your fucking arm and that's the thing is like it makes me wonder like what happened to this civilization like is all the fleshy bits like all over the place was that something that happened the to them bits. or was that just something that like a one of their creations went too far and just like started spreading like towards the end of the game you seem to basically like almost like you hook your character up to a hive mind looking thing to try to get to a weird void portal but you don't quite get there like it's like the end of the game is very bleak and depressing because sounds like it. it seems like you you're trying to get your character to some sort of like Maybe afterlife, or get yourself to like wherever the rest of the beings living on this planet went, and the parasite thing just basically stops you. And like, so that's, I guess, back to get, going back to why I'm like, there aren't really spoilers to this game is like, there is no plot, it's all about the journey, and like, most of the journey is just like looking at the interesting environments along the way and just like trying to avoid the creepy monsters and stuff and it's like i played it on game pass so i don't know if i spent like 30 or 40 bucks on it if i would be as like how much is it Uh honestly i should look that up because yeah. i do not know uh, do you
0: feel like do you feel like it lived up to the hype that it was letting on because of how long it took and how much they kept like talking about it so
1: long uh I think that really does depend on how into the art style you are. Cause if you're not into the art style, you're going to play this game and be like, this game's gameplay is shit and I'm not interested. Cause the puzzles are not particularly like complicated or hard. It's just like, and there's also a lot of times that I was honestly frustrated with like having a hard time figuring out where to go. Cause they do not tell you anything. So you sometimes might have to just like wander around until you stumble upon like the solution and that doesn't feel very fun but uh oh okay scoring is forty dollars Is I don't it worth forty dollars for like a five hour it's that's, that's such a hard thing to say like i don't want to say that it's not worth forty dollars just because it's like a five hour game but it's like definitely there's there's not much replayability to it I don't think, unless you... I mean, the way
0: you describe it, it doesn't sound like something I'd want to play again, personally.
1: Unless you, like, really, you want to know... Because, like, there's a few things in the early part of the game that, like, I might need to replay just to be, like, what did this mean? Because, like, I kind of, like, skipped over this thing real quick and then, like, maybe it makes sense seeing what happened later. Go If I go back to the beginning, maybe it might, like make some things make more sense but that's like i also hate to say this you could just like go to youtube and like watch someone else's analysis and be like and just see what other people think and stuff like that it's like wow i saved myself so much time yeah it's like it's not exactly the same but it's like i i personally am not that into like scary games most of the time and at least this game wasn't all like jump scares and stuff it was mostly just like an interesting gross creepy atmospheric game Mm -hmm. but it still was stressing me out so like i don't know if i personally would want to like go back and replay it again but it's definitely like worth at least subscribing to game pass for like a month to play it uh i if you really really are into the art style and you really want to um support the developer then i would still say it's worth 40 bucks but it's going to be a hard sell for most people at $40. I mean, that doesn't,
0: that doesn't help its case. If you say it's worth the money, if you like the art in the game. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you really like play, it's, you know, if you were really like playing the game, you know, pay for it. But it's like, if you were like looking at the stuff, it, it, uh, God, it doesn't sound, you know, that just doesn't sound.
1: And at um, that time, at that point, I sound. might just be like, if you're into that art style, just literally look up HR Giger's art. Cause that still exists. Yeah. And it's also <laughs> still really interesting and creepy and weird.
0: It definitely does sound like a game where it's, like, if it wasn't on Game Pass, um, it's not something necessarily that I would pick up, personally. Um, Just from what you say,
1: trusting your judgment there. I think, like, so I do, like I said, I like when a game is vague enough that it gives the audience, like, room to discuss, like, what the meaning of everything was. But Scorn, I think, was a little bit too far into just, like, showing you a bunch of interesting stuff but explaining literally nothing of it so i'm left more confused at the end than just like interested i guess
0: i but think I'm still that's, interested it's just that not, could be their goal confused. is they want you to think about that shit even though there's no answers it's a way to have confusion occupy your mind so then their game occupies your mind
1: yeah would exactly. you say
0: yeah so no, that that's better, not right. necessarily a good thing that's kind of it's actually kind of mean but i get that idea where it's like we don't want to actually give you the answer we probably don't even have the actual answer it's like remember when uh in resistance when insomniac made the cloven yeah and then they're like we actually don't really have a an end game for that it was just like why did you make it the whole thing of like it looked cool at the time (laughs) yeah and it was was fucking cool, but then when you, it's the letdown of like, oh, you couldn't figure out what it was at the end, or like George R. R. Martin, you know, he can't fucking figure out his fucking books, and it's like I'm so nervous, I can't figure out what's better because my show fucked up. That and I was probably really...
1: he's got too many ideas. He can't just like commit. Fuck dragons. Like... I
0: made more. <laughs> we made more yeah. dragons. Don't you like the dragons?
1: <laughs> yeah. So okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Overall, scorn. I think was a really cool game. It's just like going to be a hard sell at $40 for most people. Inle- again, unless you're really into, like, interesting, different, unique art styles. Okay. Um, I guess we'll, I'll do Riverdale,
0: season, season six. Oh, boy, guys. Oh, oh fucking boy. Uh, I, this one will probably be brief, but this is a very interesting season because they got very, very supernatural with this shit. So it went from, like, yo, it's everyone in Riverdale doing their thing and trying to stop, like basically people trying to buy up properties and turn things into malls or whatever the fuck you know a bulldoze society whatever to hey superpowers and magic are here now are you all ready for this and it's like is this the same show <laughs> is each character each of the main characters got superpowers so Archie is invulnerable. He's like super he, he can't be like he he has like rock hard skin or like and he has impenetrable skin. He's like Archie's You've Luke Cage. Lost me. <laughs> Archie becomes Luke Cage. Uh okay. Jughead can read minds. Uh Betty and he can also go into minds somewhat. Uh Betty ha- can see people's auras. So to see if they're, like, doing something fucked up or not, like, she can feel this, she could sense the type of aura they put so off. So
1: sort of like an empath, but more specific, I guess? I
0: guess. Uh, Veronica is, like, a black widow. She, uh, her kiss, basically, or having sex with her, I guess. With the, she oh. gives off poison. Like, a, she has sex with the guy, and she's like, oh, fuck, he's dead. And it's like, <laughs> Weird. she, yeah, so she is, like, black widow, poison power uh cheryl blossom the redhead uh has firepower she can basically she's like phoenix firepower uh she actually accidentally pretty much like incinerates a dude because of her emotions she didn't even mean to she's like where'd he go oh shit! He's, he's literally ashes now uh and this character that appeared last season tabitha who's supposed to be like um there's a dude named pops who owns like pop steiner the dude that makes all the burgers she's like the granddaughter uh, she is like an angel. She's like the guard. She becomes like a guardian angel type character. And all these, so they all get superpowers. And there's a fucking dude named Percival Pickens who's, they're like, oh, is he like the descendant of a dude who pretty much was like almost, he was like a confederate guy more or less. Like he did some fucked up shit to like, I guess the native people there and all this other crap. And he never actually died. Apparently he has been like eternally alive this whole time. And he has, like, mind control powers. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna basically open this, like, eldritch uh, terror portal using tr- a train. I'm gonna, o- I'm gonna use these train tracks to open a portal. But I need you all to build me these train tracks. So I'm gonna basically mind control you all. Also become the mayor to do all this shit. And, like, work against all of the gang to do this stuff. And they're like, we're gonna stop you, Percival.
1: And it seems like a very complicated plan.
0: It was I was I, it, it it it's it's you know, yeah. And, and they uh they pretty much like at certain points like I think a bunch of them die cuz it's like oh any firstborns die. And uh a bunch of the characters get killed and they have Sabrina from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina show up to Sabrina help resurrect to them all. Uh and it's funny cuz uh do you care if I spoil Sabrina? No, not really. It's been, she been dies so at long. the end. Oh, wow. She fucking died. Yeah, she dies at the end. And she shows up in this. And she's also in like... I think I talked about it before when I talked about like the that Flash event, Armageddon. And uh, there was like a Rivervale five uh, episode event too in this. Um, Sabrina showed up at like, the end of that too. But it was like an alternate dimension. So it was really weird. It didn't make any sense. And in this one, Sabrina's like, yeah, you know, I died and I came back. Because my boyfriend brought me... He like did a thing that got me alive again and he he killed him he sacrificed himself to do it and it was like oh okay interesting and like to help figure it all out he uh goes into jughead's body because ha- he's also a warlock so he can help bring everyone back too and she's like cool nick's back but also nick and i are going to go off to the side for a bit because we haven't seen each other in a long time because he's been dead so they go and you know they, they have they bang into shit and you're just like wait but Jughead that's Jughead's body you know that's that's that girl's oh, boyfriend oh whatever okay whatever he's dead that's anyway what you at this mean. point yeah oh, and yeah. uh it was really funny because it's like they couldn't get the actor pulled yeah,
1: the Wonder Woman 84 <laughs>
0: it's just also more or less but it's funny because you know Nick Scratch is uh this character like you couldn't get the actor for him so they're like hey Jughead can you also play this guy too and or I guess like Dylan Sprouse, it's Dylan or Cole Sprouse. I forget which Sprouse kid it is from Sweet Life and Second Cody. It's like one of those two fucking kids. But um, they like bring everyone back. They reincorporate that whole alternate world of Rivervale. and more or less they use like the devil. Pretty much goes, Percival, you've like been screwing me over because you never gave me your soul, so I'm here to collect your ass. And then like a comet comes to destroy uh the world or i guess riverdale at the very least uh but like they all use their powers to stop it and potentially lose their powers but then their world turns into like 50s style archie's world where it looks like the original digest comics and stuff and that's how it ends and you're like season seven's the final season after this and i'm like but do i i the only reason i'd watch it is because it's like there's only one season what's what's the harm and i'm like but there's so many fucking episodes and i don't even know what the hell is happening anymore like i don't even
1: cw show so there are like 20 episodes per season or something
0: yeah it's Mm. it's fucking killer and i'm just like i don't think i could i don't think i could do it i don't think i can maintain it i shouldn't even watch this season i shouldn't have done it But it's just so, it's one of those things where it's so ridiculous you kind of can't help it. It was like Supernatural and Flash for a bit, but then I stopped both of those. Um, It's not like Gotham. Gotham was cheesy, but it was like a very good, it was a very fine cheese. Where I enjoyed that cheese till the very end and I was very satisfied the entire time. This, I'm just like, I want everything to end. Please stop everything. I can't take it anymore. Like, please. I don't even, I don't even know what's happening. Last time the girl's dad was trying to beat everyone up and start a mall. And now you're saying a meteor is coming and this dude has powers, and I don't I don't understand what's happening anymore. Yeah, that's Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to go in on Ponyo? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, dude, we yeah we watched Ponyo a bit ago, and it was I think the only Miyazaki film, not Ghibli, but Miyazaki film I hadn't seen. And, you know, was the re- I had bad reasonings for it, but I always saw it, just the character Ponyo herself. And it's just like, oh, so it's about a weird goldfish? That sounds really strange. Like, I don't think I'd ever want to watch that. It sounds really kiddy. Even though I've enjoyed certain, like, Miyazaki movies at this point, I'm like, that sounds a little too, like, childish to me. And I never watched it. And then finally, like, Alamo played it. And I'm like, yo, dude, want to just go see this? And we went and saw it. And I'm like oh this is actually really good (laughs) like I don't know why I was such an idiot and didn't see this sooner
1: yeah Um, I'd seen it before I don't remember if I saw it in English or Japanese but I if I had seen it in English I totally forgot that Liam Neeson is the voice of Ponyo's dad and I was just like holy shit is that Liam Neeson dude yeah it was so
0: I, I was I cracked up when I found out it was him I'm just like oh shit and he's just like I'm. A, I'm Liam Neeson. I'm a water wizard. And like, I'm
1: like, what the? This fuck? might be one of the few instances where like the English voice cast was actually like really good. Yeah, and
0: I didn't realize how well it fit into the other films of having the undertones of environmentalism mm-hmm. and just like worrying about the earth and everything else. Like, it, yeah, no, Ponyo's
1: they, dad was basically like a sea wizard who was trying to like fix the ocean. Who was formerly he, human? Yeah. yeah, he like renounced his humanity because he was like. Yo, humanity sucks. We just ruin everything. I'm gonna try to save the ocean.
0: And I did <laughs> love their with my their, like, ocean queen. <laughs> I love the area they lived in too. It was so cool, just the way it's like. Oh, the bridge, you know, to get from one side of the fucking place to the other. Uh, it goes underwater, and watching, uh, the mother just like drive, like hold on tight, kids, just like bulldoze through it. Was so, like, I think honestly, the mother was my favorite character. Yeah, she's a badass. She just did stuff where i mean she would just do everything she wouldn't even care she's like i'm gonna do it oh this weird girl came from god knows where come with us would you like some hot chocolate you're part of the family now and i'm just like
1: she's amazing (laughs) mother of the year (laughs) like her son is saying like hey mom this is ponyo my goldfish she grew up into a human she's like oh that's nice son
0: Would you like some hot chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: literally what happens. Like, she just is like, cool. All right. You're sleeping here. Yeah. Um, like I love the, like the worst storm that's ever hit. The Island is like raging around her car. And she's just like, I don't care. I just got to get home.
0: So, so good. Uh, and then once again, you know, the animation is so freaking good. Everything oh, yeah. looks amazing. Um, everything, you know, everything's cute, but it's like funny, but it's good. And, I love the fact that I'm pretty sure when we were watching it, there was like some dad and daughter sitting there watching too, like eating popcorn and breakfast yeah. and stuff. Cause we always go for brunch and stuff, but it's Miyazaki films are so amazing for all ages, like for the whole family that everyone gets something out of it. But yeah. it just, yeah, it's just done so freaking well. And Ponyo for me, I think isn't one, it's not at the, in the upper echelon of the Miyazaki films, just because there's so many, it's hard to like, There's no bad one, but it's hard to like throw some of them to the higher points because some are just so good and so meaningful to you that it's like, it's just difficult. And Ponyo's on the lower end, but by no means does that make it a bad film because it is still really, I think it's really good, if not great. Like it's a great film.
1: No, it's fantastic. It's just like, you're right. There there are so many amazing Miyazaki films that it's just like, this is one of the ones that I unfortunately just like forget sometimes just because like, you, you know, and compare it to Princess Mononoke or like Castle in the Sky, like it's not as fantastic, but it's still just like a really fun movie.
0: Yeah. And it's to the point where um, if people ever listen to Sutra Sidewatch, uh, we our usually our march theme is miyazaki and the first year we or like i guess ghibli technically now like the first year we did uh nausicaa and uh totoro and uh this year we did uh or wait no no sorry it was nausicaa and castle in the sky and this year we actually did grave of the fireflies which you know it's not a not a a, a fun movie at all and uh (laughs) grave of the fireflies and my neighbor totoro which actually is a very fun movie but it's something where it went from, yeah, we'll probably just do a couple movies uh, of this guy and maybe this studio, too. We're probably going to do every single Miyazaki film, for sure. I'm not sure how many other Ghibli movies we're going to do, but, like, we're going to cover all of them to the very end, like, easily, because they're just that good. Uh, and I think in terms of animated films, like, Miyazaki might be the most consistent over that of any other studio, including Disney. Uh, yeah. But yeah very much so um trying to think i could do one more thing i'm just like we're at an hour and a half now the two so what i got right now is jurassic world camp cretaceous season five which is the final season as well as mortal Kombat 11 and injustice 2 which i think putting those two together i might just save that for next week for sure yeah Um, I i should be
1: going to bed soon
0: yeah so i think Hmm. Do you think it'd be okay to do Jurassic World, or should I just I think you there? could do Jurassic World. Okay. That should be fine. So, you know, I've talked really good things about this show previously. Mm-hmm. I've said, even though the Jurassic World trilogy is hot garbage... And the first one was you, fine. The first one was fine, but it was still, like, it wasn't good, I don't think. It was just okay. It was, it was fun entertainment, but uh, it wasn't, like, yeah. Uh, this show somehow... Is superior to it in every possible way, from characters to dinosaurs to uh, because dinosaurs actually feel like there's more of a purpose with them, especially compared to the last Jurassic World movie. But uh, this ends with like everything I expected it. Like last time, I said like, oh, Kenji, he's the rich kid of the group, and his dad shows up and he's like, I own the company that uh, is doing all the fucked up shit here, which is Manticore, and pretty much. Uh, he acts cool, and then it turns out he's not good, just as everyone expected it to be. Where it's like, you know, rich corporate dad—is he actually nice? No, he's evil and greedy, and he's a rich corporate dad. (laughs) But uh, it pretty much finishes everything off. Where there's everything from remote-controlled dinosaurs, where literal like there's chips in them now, where they try to put chips in them and use little game controllers to just make them do shit and uh james they do it to the mother t or like the two t-rexes that survived from isla sorna from lost world the one that wasn't killed by the spinosaurus Mm -hmm. they do it to the spinosaurus uh they also do it to a couple of the lost world jurassic park raptors and some other dinosaurs too and it's straight up like The kids do all this cool stuff of, like, trying to sabotage the corporation's thing. And the funny thing is, like, the corporation doesn't really have any soldiers. It has, like, three security guys there, really. That's about it. But uh, at one point, there's all these CEOs that show up to be wowed by this presentation or these representatives. And they all die. Like, pretty much the dinosaurs, like, I want to say there's probably, like, eight deaths in this season alone uh, for a kid's show um uh, yeah they all it, huh. and when i say death i mean like they get eaten they all get eaten but the show once again does a good job of you know they're dead they won't show the dinosaur eat them but you're like oh he's dead like mm. he's you know for a fact and i'm sure the kids are smart enough to be like oh he got eaten uh and it happens to yeah it happens to so many people they they do an interesting job of like doing they recreate the Spinosaurus T-Rex fight. And uh it, you know, it goes as much as you'd expect it to go, but like having two T-Rexes helps them like balance it out where they're like, we could try to fight back against the Spinosaurus. And the Spinosaurus is like, I just like killing things The a Spinosaurus, <laughs> just yeah. like the Jurassic Park 3. Uh one interesting aspect though was the kids create a watering hole for a lot of the dinosaurs they were able to free. And to the point where you know, like watering hole, just like in the jungle, like in the savanna, everyone will drink there, even the lions. Like no one really cares too much. They're just like, oh, well, we're getting water. You know, water is the goal. We're not trying to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, The same thing happens here, where they're able to, because one of them more or less kind of makes friends with the T Rex because, like, he frees them from being like crushed by like trees and other stuff. But like, uh, you have the T Rexes there, the Stegosaurus, some like infant dinosaurs that are herbivores and some other animals there too. And they're just all at this circle. And it's like, oh, everyone's getting along. And it, it, it's really smart the way they pulled off. Like, it felt like, um... I want to see if I could compare this show's intelligence to anything else for kids, it would probably be the first How to Train Your Dragons movie. Uh, the way they do that, where he's, like, studying everything and trying to figure stuff out. They right. actually do it pretty smart in this one and do that to kind of pull it all off. Um... It does end with them finally, like the the two people that were, you know how the the show starts off where they're in a they're in a, a like a, a summer camp or a dinosaur camp for kids. Mm-hmm. When everything happens in the first movie, uh, the two people that were basically their counselors come back with like one of the characters' brother to rescue them, and they actually all finally make it off the island alive. The adults, not so much that were there as the villains, but like all the good ones do make it off and they do like a cool time jump where it's like oh yeah um one of you is an investigative reporter now or like investigative person uh two of them are just kind of like doing he actually is like a speaker now talking about like their experience there where he like tells the whole story of it all another one actually goes back to the island every now and again to hang out with like a ankylosaurus he more or less helped raise And he's, like, one of the researchers is there. So he's able to, like, go there for the summer and be like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out with dinosaurs now, guys. It's all cool. Because it's, like, at that point, um, I think what happens is this show ends when everything happens uh, in terms of, like, uh, the dinosaurs coming into the world where they're just everywhere now. Mm -hmm. Like, it ends with him seeing one out of his window and he's like, oh, shit. But, uh, like I said, the show's really good. I don't want to go into like full detail of every single thing, but uh, the characters are well done. They make everything pretty believable to the point where you have a kid basically having to choose between his friends and his father and trying to figure all that out and seeing like, Oh my God, my dad's been manipulating me all this shit. Like it's honestly pretty well done for a kid's show. Like I said, um, but it ended, they knew it had an ending and I think it was a great show because it knew its lifespan. It set up for a story it told the entire story and it did it without ever feeling like there was filler uh or that there was any form of like bullshit i guess cuz every it's like they're they have a mission each time or they have a long-term mission maybe some short-term stuff but they get it done and that's what they're striving for the entire time there's no like oh well let's just do this while we're waiting for the next thing to happen so i really appreciated it and i think yeah check it out if you can if you like if you like dinosaurs check this show out If you didn't like Jurassic World, check the show out. Maybe Mm. you'll like it instead. I don't know. But yeah, Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. Great series. Really enjoyed it. Recommend it, for sure. Uh, And that is all the time we have for... uh, That's been Sutra Side Talk. And of course, uh, if you would like to, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Leave us any comments, feedback, or questions you want us to read on the show. Uh, You can also follow the show on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram uh, at SutraSideTalk. And you can uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or watching. And if it's uh, Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. If it's uh, Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, give us a like on each episode besides just subscribing. All those things would help us out a lot. Uh, You could also follow James at InvaderJim on Twitter and me at GoGoComzilla as well on Twitter. Uh... Next week, we I think the two big things. James, I don't know if you'll want to watch it, but uh, Halloween ends. Uh, it's on Peacock. I watched the last one in theaters. This time, I don't feel like paying the money, so I'm just gonna watch it on Peacock and check yeah, it out.
1: Let's get the last one. So I'm I'll probably skip this one too. Okay,
0: but uh, I think the two big things is that and Hocus Focus Two. I'll really want to talk about, but also we'll talk about uh, Haunting of a Blind Manor. I don't know if you watched that one, and um. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, perfect. Uh, will talk about Bly Manor and then also Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat 11. Maybe some other things as well, depending on uh, how much other horror stuff I can get through before next week. Uh, the other shows, nothing new that we haven't said from last week. So just keep an eye out. Uh, there's been delays, basically, and up to it, down to it, and future sidewatch. Uh, and that is about it. Prepare for two spooky episodes as we talk more horror-oriented stuff, and it's going to be fun. Until then, so long.
1: Thanks for listening.